Hello, Jesper. Hi, Jan. How are you doing? I'm really well. I'm really well. How are you? I'm actually not that well. I'm a little bit under the weather. Oh? Um, yeah. There's a bit of a cold going around uh, Berlin currently, and my wife has been down with it for almost a week, and it's oh, no. kind of starting to creep up on me. Ouch. Okay. Well, look after yourselves, both of you. Of course. Of course. This is the downside of not having a pre-talk. I really didn't know that you had a cold. <laughs> Well, hopefully it doesn't come through that much. Let's record. <laughs> or actually, if it does, I should come through as a deeper, more grovelly voice. So that's probably a good thing. Sounded amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. So, Jan. Yeah? I hear that you have gone down a bit of a rabbit hole. <laughs> yes. Do tell. I have. Uh, okay. So the other day, I, I was between meetings and I didn't really have anything to do. So hold on, stop. I have to ask the first question here. Oh, so between meetings—that is literally where all life happens. That is where all life happens. Yes, mm. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I can just imagine that those words spoken by David Attenborough. But <laughs> we'll leave that for another episode. Very we'll true. check with him. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> Anyways, I was trying to just you know get these couple of hours to pass, and I came across a. Uh, a job ad. Mm -hmm. Someone was looking for a bike light designer. So, you know, the lights we all have on our bicycles. A, a designer a white one for in front. bike lights. Yes, but very specifically only for the front lights, not for the back lights. <laughs> that is very specific. <laughs> yeah, and already at that stage, I I was quite far down the rabbit hole because I ended up there reading this really interesting interview with Greek designer and that's sort of what led me mm -hmm. to this. I took a screen grab, thought that was fun and didn't think that much more about it. Came across that screen grab and wonder what other types of design work, what type of other designers are out there. Maybe this is a weird question to have having yeah. been a designer ourselves for many, many years, but do you know what? There are designers who design only for what you can see through a heat camera. There are box flap designers. Yes. Sorry, what? Do I, <laughs> wait, can we just go through this one by one? Yes. Because I, I, I was intrigued by the bike light designer, mm -hmm. but I have absolutely shocked by the heat camera visibility object yes, designer. Yes, so was I. So am I. I want to know more. I, I want our agency to have someone who does that. I'm not sure for what, but... I would love to have introduce. Here's Anna, my colleague, obviously our heat camera designer. Oh, yes. Naturally. Yeah. So, can you imagine the type of specialty discovery? And <laughs> no, I can't actually. Go on. Well, that was one, one. and then the box flap designer. And so, box flap. Yes. <laughs> what is a box flap? So I thought this was for packaging. Yeah, you know the the flaps that you you know start with flap one, then fold down flap two, and then once you get to flap fifty seven, you've created a box. As a Swede, I have been to the mandatory IKEA education as a child, so I do know what you speak. Excellent, excellent. Yes, that's summer school for Swedish kids, two month long course. Mm. No, but this is for any type of receptacle where you deposit something in. So think an old school mailbox or where you drop the dog poo oh, or... <laughs> or like a trash can with one of those yes. flippy floppies. So it's the flaps on top of... Yes, and exactly. That is 
very specific. And this is the thing. They're not only on top. They can be on the side. They can be vertical, horizontal, at an angle, etc., etc. <laughs> and talk about a joyous journey. And I'm not joking. It was amazing reading about this and the different areas where this yeah. is relevant and the industries where this is relevant. It just blew my mind. And I have such, I've had such a narrow view of what a designer does. It's horrible to admit it, but mm. even though, of course, I can list 20, 30 areas of design, it's still just a very, very small portion. And it got me thinking about yeah. us as designers, we always talk about, you know, having a clean slate, mm. doing the research, having the open mind, etc. But apparently it's easy to also overlook what kind of design fields there are. Mm, yeah, all humans have a tendency to become too close to their subject. We think too much about one specific thing, and yeah. that thing then ends up being the whole world to us. We've all had or been nerds growing up, and it's a recurring theme in, in I think, probably much everywhere there are humans. But it's interesting to hear the I've never heard of these types of designers. <laughs> I knew I was an over-digitized designer, mm. but I, did, I had no clue there were <laughs> designers. Please tell me you have another example. Well, I have one that seemed not that sort of unknown to me. So, you know, the, designing for pets. And I, this was, uh, this was actually a, <laughs> a good friend who brought this to my attention that they had worked with this this was their first their first gig and i of course was thinking oh like dog beds or cat toys well yeah but no no yeah no oh yes but come on please <laughs> think bigger explain it to me like i'm five <laughs> i always do that True. but no so designing for pets in this instance it was actually for an architectural firm sorry and what two years yes i know it's it keeps getting better and better, I know. <laughs> are we talking about dog houses? Please, please, please tell me there are architects for dog houses. No. Damn it. But it does keep getting better. So design for pets is trading homes, very niche homes, for people who, who have the funds to have these custom homes done with an occasional focus on their pets. So it's designing a way for pets to be able to move around an estate in a way that gets the type of interaction that their owner wants. So a lot or maybe not so much and also making sure that the passages through a very large home are made in such a way that it works really well for the pets, of course, God. but also for the people living there. Oh, are we talking about things like like dog doors or, or is this about horses so they only worked on on sort of small pets so cats dogs mm. those types of things things those types of animals uh, but i'm now i'm intrigued i wonder if it also goes for really large animals i don't know but anyway well when you just said when you said um estates i imagine that that's this also going to be about like paths for horses to reach the stables. I'm, I'm writing these down now as, as follow-up questions that I will ask them the next time. But <laughs> now I, I saw a couple of photos that, that sort of, it, it made a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. This particular group of houses were on a sort of a bit of a cliff's edge and the family who lived there, they had a number of children, they had a number of pets. And uh, I 
think that the cats and dogs would probably have been fine, but I also understand why they wanted to have a, a smoother way for all their family members to move around the houses. So, yes, yeah. so there was there was this sort of cat flap that did actually go out on a little thingy over the water just to get over to the other side where the next family lived and there were you know other cats and all of that and i'm thinking okay why not there was a cat bridge it was a cat bridge yeah yeah you know <laughs> this this is going to stay with me for weeks <laughs> Well, I do happen to know. Yeah. Do happen to know that you and your wife would love to have a dog again, and I think this is true. It's not a dog you're looking at for; it's dog and the design for the dog in your amazing home in Berlin. So it's not just the dog; it's everything else. It's interesting that you've mentioned this because when you started talking about designers for pets, I immediately thought of my friend uh, Robin in Stockholm, who went from being a very hardcore digital designer to moving into paper, and now he's currently. Um, head creative for a, a luxury dog brand called Denjo Dogs. Ah, well, there you go. And they do these wonderful ecologic dog toys and dog, you know, leashes and leads and all this, mm. all this sort of stuff that a dog needs. But this is a, a dimension far beyond that. Yes. Yes, it is. I feel like, I feel like my, my world has gotten a little bit bigger today. Thanks to your, your <laughs> rabbit hole here. And I mean, it, some of this sounds kind of crazy. It's, it's very easy to laugh at uh, out of, I know, from our perspective, because it is quirky, but also admiration mm. that this is a design career. Definitely. And made me think a lot about how I would like to talk about design, having expanded my knowledge with these admittedly very niche types of design craft. But it does change the whole, it changes the conversation about what is design and what is design good for? What is its purpose? Very true. Yeah. And I look forward to that. I look forward to using some of these examples just as I talk about design strategy or I talk about architecture mm. or industrial design. And granted, the, the, the heat camera design does fall under industrial design as I, as I learned. Oh, yeah, of course. But, you know, you live and learn. And I wonder what other incredible niche design areas are there. And to be honest, the heat camera design thing, it's not as niche as you would think. This, this, really? This, yes. I mean, there's not like one. This, uh, when I went down that particular rabbit hole, this was for a team that works with this for a very large global company. And they have studios in different parts of the world. And that's just one company. So it's not super, super niche. But compared to... What is it that you say about digital design, doing doing boxes on the web? <laughs> rectangles, rectangles on the web. Sorry, of course, rectangles on the web. Uh, there is there is a community of this, and of course, it makes perfect sense. Go to any any building site, yeah, and a lot of the people working there have phones from Cat, the um, the heavy machinery equipment brand, and they pretty much all have heat cameras built into them and of course, of course. it's there for a reason so yeah. yeah i learned a lot and it's nice to be so so harshly humbled by one's own lack of of knowledge i think it's fascinating that we laugh about this because as you said it's so niche but th there's nothing that we 
talked about now that is more niche than something like uh, onboarding flow for crypto designer, which is a very cool niche in, in our industry currently. And I guess the term design has sort of been co-opted by the technology industry, I guess in large parts thanks to Apple, who really made it, uh, popularized it. But it's, it's fascinating, right? Because wherever there are problems for humans, mm. design can serve a purpose and design can solve these problems. So could engineering, you'll just end up with a completely different result. Yeah. And if you combine the two, you'll probably, probably get somewhere close to some sort of local maxima. But it's fascinating to think that we are so focused in our little corner that we kind of forget that of course you need to think about animals when you look at buildings. If there are animals there, you need to think about them. Of course, of course you do. Of course you need to think about what information is actually displayed to the heat camera. Um, all information is in some sense designed or interpreted and it would be bonkers if there wasn't a designer there to upshape that. I'm going to be thinking about this for weeks now. No, it's had the same effect on me. And it's been really, really interesting to dive into this and send off a message here and there and just learn about areas that may or may not be relevant to me in what I do. Mm. And also to, I think for me personally, it's also a way of, it's kind of like the laughter and all of that. It's kind of, I'm embarrassed that I didn't mm. think about these types of things. I mean, I, I've, I've done yeah. design for, for urban spaces. Yeah. How, where did I close off my own receptors that I didn't think about designing for, for heat cameras? I should have, but I didn't. Yeah. I've looked yeah. at heat maps. I know what happens with heat islands in urban settings. So what's wrong with me? <laughs> I think about these other aspects. But, of course, one can't think about everything, but I really, really enjoyed going this particular rabbit hole. I think this is a part of what design is. We try to, instead of reduce a problem down to its physical core, we try to expand the problem to fill in the experience around the problem. And I think this is an infinite journey because there is no way for a single person to keep all that information in their heads at a single time. Very true. Very true. But... But like you said, I am incredibly humbled <laughs> by this quite funny conversation. <laughs> yeah, and I have a feeling that I'll I'll keep going down this this particular rabbit hole, and I'll find these. It'll branch off in different directions. And as always, while I'm interested in the new thing, I'm also interested in where it goes and what happens after that. So we'll see. Maybe we'll come back to this topic. If you have a very niche design area, please let us know on designpodcast.org. Thanks for listening.